Welcome to Hillside Community Church's weekly podcast. We're glad that you've chosen to listen to this week's message and hope that it ministers to you today. Hillside's located in Keller, Texas, and if you would like to know more about us or to listen to previous recordings, please visit us at yourhillside.com. And now this week's message. All right. Why don't we um, have everybody come forward here and um, we're going to get started. Um, if you saw my email, um, Pastor Pete's doing a wedding down in Bernie, I think it's called, Bernie, Texas. You know where Bernie? Burn it? Burn it? Yes. So he's away this weekend. So we thought this week we'd do some good things just to have some guys come up on stage uh, and just share a little bit what's happened in their life the last couple of weeks and just share their background. I hope you have, uh, you hear some stories that you can relate with um, just with, with um, you know, some of, the, some of the things in their background. So that's what we're hoping to do today. But um, uh, let's pray, and then I'm going to introduce these guys, and uh, we'll go from there, all right? Um, Father God, I thank you for these guys and um, their commitment to be here this morning. I pray as we've gone through this month and just looked at um, integrating our work life and our faith, and, and as Pastor Pete's been challenging us to make Monday through Friday, just as sacred as, as we look at Sunday and the impact we can have for the kingdom um, with where we are and what we do at our workplace. So I just pray as guys share a little bit today and we talk at our tables that you'll just move and your spirit will continue to, to work in our lives to, to make an impact to the kingdom of God. So I just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let me introduce, um, this is David Newcomb and Elijah Reed, Bart Helsley, where's Tim Long at, and Darren Votal. Where are you guys? Come on up here if you would. All right, Father, we do thank you for who you are and uh, how great you are and what you've called us to be as men, to be um, men of influence in our society, in our culture, in our workplace, and in our families. And so we just pray you would guide us today and teach us um, through some of these guys' lives and um, just through um, your word and your spirit, Lord. So we just pray you would bless this time that we have together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Take All right, so let me introduce these guys, and I'll, I'll kind of give you a background of each of them so you kind of know why I've kind of picked them, because I've tried to think of guys with different backgrounds. So on my far right, if you don't know this guy, this guy's name is Bart Helsley. Um, he's in the public school system, actually, the head football coach at Central High School right down the street. So a lot of education background. So if any of you are in the school systems, and especially we'll talk about his impact he has on his workplace. This is Elijah Reed, and Elijah works for Nestle Waters is what it's called, but he's uh, an HR guy. So from a human resources dealing with a lot of people, I think you'll be able to relate a little bit to him. This is Tim Long. So he's a business owner. In fact, he has his long plumbing business for how many years, Tim? 30, 30 years. So I think from a, if you go in a business and think about, you know, how you run that business and, and uh, how you have an influence, Tim's going to be able to share a little bit of that. Then there's Darren Votal, and Darren is a roofer. And so um, he deals with all kinds of people. And uh, I love Darren's heart for the Lord and his heart for evangelism. I mean... Uh, he, he has opportunities. He's going to share a little bit about that. And then this is David Newcomb. And David uh, also is kind of in a corporate environment, but deals with all. He runs a call center insurance business. Um, so he has a lot of different opportunities um, with people that report to him, plus, you know, 
managing upward as we as you, you think about in the corporate world. So um, I wanted to talk and, and talk a little bit because I've talked to each of these guys about what Pastor Pete's taught us the last two weeks and its impact on us. And I want to start with Elijah. I know Elijah, we, he talked last week about, um, you know, doing quality work and why you do quality work. And, um, you know, we, you're in the corporate rat race and even HR of measuring people and so forth. So you see people that are very driven to do integrity work. But you were sharing with me this week about, and Pete was talking about like why, why you do the quality of work that, you know, Pete made a statement last week, if it's Christian, it ought to be better. But you made a statement about, um, you see how people and men especially strive for quality and doing good work and where that takes them in life versus when you're a Christ follower and you're doing it for a different reason. Share, share that a little bit, why that's important to you, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think Pete kind of mentioned it a little bit as well, but as me and Dave were talking and what he's alluding to, um, I think most of us, a lot of us, and really men in general, women, people in the workforce, um, people want to do a good job in what they do. Um, but I think there's motivations to why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and as always, I think it's really a heart issue, right? Um, I think sometimes we can get selfish ambition and we can allow that to drive us and that always is going to tumble down right because what does the scripture say it says pride come before fall so when we allow pride to enter into um, why we're trying to pursue something whether even if it's excellence um, then that's going to bring us to a place that we fall but if we are keeping christ at the forefront of everything that we're doing and we're looking at kind of what we talked about, Colossians 3.23, and making sure that it's for the Lord that we're working for, then people are going to notice that, people are going to see that, and it's going to give an opportunity for us to stand out. And one of the, you know, we talk about um, being holy, living righteous, and being set apart from the world. And one of the ways I think that we can do that rightly as it relates to our Christian faith at work is by striving forward to have excellence in what we do, and then when that opportunity comes, being ready and prepared to share our faith with people. Yeah. And so thinking about that, um, I know, Darren, you come in contact um, with all different types. Like you were sharing this week um, of about a lady. I think he has one. I think a lady that you were working with to do a roof. And it started out on a spiritual conversation. But I know from an integrity standpoint, as a roofer, that can get tough sometimes. How do you handle that? <clears throat> It, it was in the um, the stories kind of unfolds like this. I got a call about uh, a scope of work, which is about $25,000 worth of work. So I showed up, and I'm having a conversation in the front yard with this uh, this lady. And prior to that, um, on the phone, she's telling me about how much of a Christian she is, <laughs> So, um, which was great. So I showed up, and we're having this conversation. And um, on on the scope of work, she, she essentially wanted to um, – do some things that weren't on the scope of work and uh, do some documentation um, <clears throat> on some uh, invoices saying the work had been completed. Essentially, it's a, it, it would be fraud. And I just I, I looked at her and I just said, ma'am, I, I can't do that. I understand where you're going and what you're trying to do, but I, I just I can't operate like that. And that gives you, like you were saying, Darren, you always, I mean, use the opportunity you have as a salesman in the roofing business to be able to, you say, um, look at 
different people you come in contact with or whether they're a believer or not and, and be able to share your faith? How does that work for you? Well, I think there's just so many opportunities, not for just me, but for all of us. And uh, really what it comes down for me is just seeking the Lord. And when I spend that time, whether it's in meditation, whether it's in prayer, um, that just kind of carries with me throughout the day. Um, so, so the reality for me is the more I seek him, the more I want to share my faith with others. And there's just so many opportunities uh, for instance, if somebody says, hey, I'm blessed, or that was a God thing, it just opens the door wide open uh, for, for conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's important. I know, you know, Elijah and Bart, we were talking about that a little bit this week. Um, Bart, you're in the public school system. So there's an aspect of, and we were, Elijah and I were talking about this being an HR, you know, crossing that line of, quote, evangelizing at your workplace but, Lodge, you were talking about, you know, keeping it very much in the I, me, myself principle. But, Bart, you being in the public school system, how do you handle that and um, live in your faith, especially um, in that environment? Well, you know, they, they really, um, I know that I work with a lot of Christians. Um, I know I work with some non-Christians and uh it is a it is a, a pretty slippery slope because um, once you decide that you are going to say something about the Lord and you're going to try and help a kid uh, in that way, um, you know you feel a little bit exposed because of you know you know what the laws are and what the rules are and things like that. So, um, but but at the same time, when when that door to my office closes and it's me one on one with a kid. Um, I have certain things in my office that are placed on my desk and on my wall, so there's no doubt for those kids that I am a believer, um, you know, and so it, it, and I do find a comfort level with kids eventually. I know, I kind of feel like, yes, I can approach this kid, or if I am going to approach this kid about something, you know, having to do with the Lord, I, I have to be very careful, or I have to do it in a, in a way that is, uh, um, Secular. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, I, I know that I have to. Um, you know, a lot of the concepts we teach in in sports and team sports, they're concepts from the Bible, and the way you live your life, the way you sacrifice for others, all those things are biblical, and and we just a lot of times we push those home without you know necessarily saying jesus or god or the lord you know and and so you know we're trying to do it uh, you know i I know i am Uh, i wish all my coaches were that way some of them aren't some of them aren't but but um but that's kind of how we you know how i uh, I deal with it on a day-to-day basis and he mentioned something i think being sensitive and i know david you shared that with me this week about you know you manage uh, a number of people that quote report to you and um, and and you're dealing with them all the time, but there's been some things that Pete said the last few weeks about having a good balance of yes, I've got to manage these folks and I've got to do this and that, but there's an aspect as well that you want to be sensitive to caring for people. You know, how do you handle that in your workplace with 
you know, those kind of situations that come up. And you just shared a couple of things the last couple of weeks. Well, I think the important thing is, is that we know that God gives us this platform. And just a snippet about what I do, I deal in auto claims. So managing auto claim process is backing in and park car or loss of life. So there's anxiety for the insured who we insure loss of life. And then someone may hit and kill them. So the anxiety that goes on within the claims representatives that you work with in dealing with the very hostile person. How many people in here have had an automobile accident where they had to deal with the insurance company? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So so when you don't like what happens and you want to talk to somebody other than that claims representative, you get to talk to me. So with regard to results and driving the results and and people, so the employees are looking to you as the resource. So it also serves as the platform for me. And my door opener is always, well, that's biblical. And they look at me like, how is that biblical? Well, God uses us in multiple opportunities. How are you going to be loving in a claim situation? And they look at me and go, I'm not supposed to be loving. Well, yeah, you are. How do we love people in what we do and how we do, which opens up that opportunity as you talk about, well, I'm blessed to be in this position. So having the means to be sensitive to listening to employees come in and go, hey, you know, you look down today. What's going on? Well, my my sister-in-law has cancer. Oh, okay. Well, here's the calls you got to make today. And, 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 and we're so focused on wanting to do the job that we don't stop to look at the person that we're responsible for. So in talking about those things that God entrusts with us, the people you see, the kids that come into the classroom, the people that walk into the job, the places you go to, that God leads us to these places to be the light and a disciple for who we are. And so we get every opportunity every single day, as long as we're paying attention and we're in tune to what he's asked us to do is be a light in a place of darkness. And we're in a dark place. So it's a wonderful platform to be able to do it internally and externally as well. Yeah, and I I think that's been the most convicting thing about what Pastor Pete's been talking to us about the last two weeks because, you know, know, I'm a pastor here, but then I do a little accounting work on the side just to pay the college bills right now. But, um, you know, and I can get very compartmentalized in that part of my life saying, okay, i got to go in and close these people's books or get these people's taxes done, and uh, that's all I'm doing. And there's time and time again that people come and they have things going on in their lives, and I don't even sensitive enough to do it. You know, And that's probably been the most convicting is, yes, you have objectives, and, and you know, I have my to-do list i got to get done, but being sensitive to the Holy Spirit to say, hey, and somehow God works that out. You know, I've been in the corporate world where, you know, I'm— I've got pressure and objectives and so forth. And, you know, you see, you know, I remember moving here and working for Sprint, and I was like 38 years old, and they hire all these 25-year-old MBAs from University of Penn, and, and they're, they come in at 9 o'clock and they stay till 11 o'clock. You feel the pressure that say, hey, these folks, they're, they're aggressive. Um, somehow, some way, if you keep your priorities, God blesses you for it. I don't know how he does I'm just saying God will take care of that. And so I think having that balance to be able to say, hey, I know I've got to get this work done, but being sensitive is a tough balance for us. Because we all, you know, don't, most of us don't want to hang out at work all night. You know what I mean? 
And so there's a balance there that says, hey, I'm going to trust God that I still, he's opened this door to minister to someone and being sensitive enough to that. And I guess, Tim, you, as a, as a business owner, how many employees do you have? Oh, we got about 25, I guess. 25? 25. And you've been in business 30 years. About 30 years, yeah. Now, you, your perspective from being a business owner has really changed since about 2011. What, what happened in 2011? Well, actually, uh, there was a – when the, the economy got real, real bad. And, I mean, financially, we were all struggling. And I had to lay off probably – I had to lay off about 15 men, and that really hurt, you know. And – I didn't know we was going to be able to keep the doors open, so I guess I got in that dilemma where, you know, I, you put God on a shelf and you take God, you know, when you need him. And we actually started praying every morning in the office. And um, and then as work got better, we, you know, the economy got better, I don't know where we lost it at, but we put like, just as much me, I put, I put God back up on the shelf because work was fine and i guess since listening to pete is that uh it made me really think that you know we need to get involved with him every day i need to start now i need to praise him for what he's turned the economy around for us you know so since that first sunday when pete said something about you know you only feel that on sunday you got to feel it every day so since then we've we've brought it back into the office again and i and i needed to hear that from pete is a reminder to bring it back into the workplace and give God the praise and the glory that he deserves. Yeah. And as and, a business owner, you can control that a lot more. Yeah, and then I've been trying to figure out a way to help my guys be in the Word every day. So each one of my guys get a worksheet every morning. And so what we're fixing to start doing is i got an app that sends me a, a verse every morning, and we're fixing to start putting that on our worksheet. So give them something to think about, you know. Yeah. Try to be a disciple in what we're doing. Yeah. You know. And you have guys that have re- worked for you for how many years? I mean, that's uh, one thing I appreciate, Tim. You treat your employees pretty you well. You know, I, I'm a firm believer. I'm always as good as they are. And um, I've had some with me over 20 years. Yeah. Because and, you just treat them well. And, yeah. I'm always, you know, like I said, uh, I'm always as good as they are. And being a owner, you're also uh, a loan officer. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, but they know that I try to be a good Christian. They know in our office, it's, you know, it's, it's real evident and they can come to me with their problems. And, you know, I've got one that we've been praying about. His wife's got breast cancer and we've had time, you know, and it makes them, makes me feel good. They can come to me and, yeah. you know, and the people we work for, that means a lot. They, they know that we're Christian. Or, yeah. you know, that we try to do the right thing. Yeah, just how you handle customers. And that's customers. how we handle our customers, and that's important. Yeah, that's great. You know? That's great. Well, that whole balance of being sensitive to, to people that are, what is happening to people. And, Bart, I know from your background in Texas high school football, you know, there is a lot of pressure to put W's on the board. There's no doubt about it. If you coach high school, especially a 6A high school football team, um, how do you deal with that pressure? But then I know you and Jen are very involved a lot with these. And, and you're not just dealing with the kids, your players, but their families and things that are going on in their homes. I mean, how do you balance that with the pressure you know you've got to win? Someday is not very good. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a tough 
thing to manage because when I've been a head coach now for 13 years, and when I first became a head coach, I thought it was, you know, I had the the grand plan in my head, and we were going to become, you know, a powerhouse, and we we're going to do this, and we're going to, th- you know, we're going to throw the ball, and we're going to do all these things, you know. And it was all about, I, I didn't think about my role as a leader for the football team. I thought of my role as the master play caller. Um, and I was kicked into reality in a, in a hurry. And, um, you know, what I have found out over the last 13 years is that you have to take care of you know, and it's like what Tim was talking about. You, you have to try and take care of your kids and your coaches. And so now, whereas I would love to have a whiteboard up here and start showing you stuff and say, hey, this is what we do. And I, what I do is like what I'd spent yesterday doing. Um, I counseled with two different kids yesterday um, that are struggling with things. One struggling with drugs. The other one struggling with just life in general. And I went to a track meet to support kids. I did, you know, I, there was nothing about football in my job yesterday. It was about people. And that's one of the things that I know now. That's my job. And that's, you know, I tell Pete all the time, I feel like our jobs are very similar. You know, um, he's the pastor of the church. I'm the head coach of the football team. And, and it's, it's about people. It's about taking care of relationships. It's about teaching the kids more life-type stuff, and, and it's through football. Um, do we lose sight of that from time to time? Do I lose sight of that from time to time because of the pressure to win games? Yes. And there's days where I walk home and I think, man, I, that, I, didn't, I didn't bring my A game today because I was too worried about something um, transactional as opposed to transformational, and Dave knows what I'm talking about because there's, and I want to age myself here a little bit. Does anybody remember a defensive lineman from the Baltimore Colts named Joe Ehrman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. You've met him. <laughs> yeah. But Joe, Joe is, is, is trying to help coaches these days, and he talks about transformational coach versus a transactional coach. And what Dave just had, the transformational coach is the guy that is taking care of the whole of the kid. The transactional coach is the guy that's simply worried about the bottom line and winning the game. And we really are striving to get towards that transformational, be that transformational coach that's addressing the whole of the kid, not just the football player. And uh, like I said, there's days where I'm a transactional guy and I don't feel good when I get home. But, um, but you know, that's what we're actually striving to do um, as a staff right now. So, yeah, and I guess tough. one of the things I'd love each of you guys to share as we close a little bit, but, um, you know, we, I think the Christian life is, is um, you know, it talks in the scriptures very, um, it's, a, it's a battle, you know, and I think of it as, you know, what Bart's doing with football. It's a matter of um, consciously, um, when you're getting prepared to go to work on a Monday morning, uh, what I would say is get your game face on. And that might seem kind of um, odd. Um, not the inten- There is an intensity, but there's a focus, I think, that you consciously, when you're walking into your work world on Monday morning and every morning, 
that you kind of have to get a game face on and a perspective on. So I'd love for you guys to share a little bit about how you do that personally and then how that affects the rest of your day. So I don't know who wants to start. Elijah, you want to start how you and the importance of that for you? Absolutely. It's, I think it's hugely important, and it's one of the things already that um, I'm finding kind of in common, even just with some of the conversations now, um, uh, just waking up, and, and it's more than Monday. I think it's really every day, right? Waking up and centering your focus on the things of God and prayer and then and reading the Word. But specifically, one of the things I've noticed um, up here that I'll mention that, that really means something to me, about three years ago or so, actually when I was transferring to this uh, direction, I was coming from Maryland, um, my mother happened to get me this Christmas gift. And it's like a, a statue that's about this big, and it's uh, Matthew 4.19. And on the bottom of the statue, it says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And there's a fisherman and with a little string cord, and it's, it's a really nice like piece. And so instead of like putting that on my desk or putting it on my mantle, as you walk into my office, there's um, kind of like a, a chase there that you can kind of put a suit jacket in. And it's right about eye level. And I have it right there, and it's facing my door. So as soon as you're walking in my door, like, it, it's hitting you. And every single day when I walk in, I see this statue of a fisherman. And it just reminds me, what are you here for? You know, it's not my HR degree. It's not the certifications I have. That's the first thing I see to think that I'm here to do HR work by itself. But it reminds me every single day, like, are you following me, number one? In the actions that you're going to have today, in the conversations that you have today, in the way that you live by example, are you following me? And if so, then I've made you a fisher of men first and foremost. And so are you going to fish men today? And that's the biggest reminder for me. And it, it sounds like you have stuff in your office, and you said that you had some stuff in your office, and it, it shows. And, and I think sometimes those reminders, even something simple like that, guys, I mean, those kind of things that keep it on the forefront of our mind to remind us what our actual mission is and be eternally focused and recognize that we're in the people business no matter what we're doing is what tends to work for me. Yeah, that's great. How about you, Darren? What? <clears throat> wow, well said. Yeah. You have a very evangelistic focus. <laughs> yeah. How, I, do you, how do you get that? It's, it's just, for me, it's staying connected to him, to the Lord, and, uh, and spending that quality time. And, and I'm just being honest, I've been convicted. We had a huge hailstorm a few weeks ago, and it's just been busy, 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 go, go, go. And, and I got a message loud and clear from the Lord that he doesn't want drive through time with me. So that means that I get to set that hour a day, that 45 minutes <clears throat> to get to know him. And how do we, how do we go out and love people if we don't know his love, if we don't know his forgiveness and his mercy and his grace and all these fantastical things we can't reciprocate that unless we receive it so my my message is make time put time aside and seek the lord whether that's in prayer whether that's in meditation whether that's just sitting alone and listening and when that fire is in you it's hard to contain so that's what gives me the desire to take it out into the world yeah how about you bart you know, the, the struggle for me is uh, even though I'm a, a, a football coach and I've been involved in 
you know, I've been a coach for 25 years, and, and there are certain aspects of my life that are very disciplined and routine. Um, the one thing is is that, that I, I, do, I, I have my prayer time daily, but I would not call it prayer time per se. Because when I think of prayer time, I think of, you know, silence and, and, and maybe the lights are dim and, you know, it, it, everything's all, you know, a certain way. And, and, but for me, um, the way my schedule is, and it varies from day to day, um, when I have time in the car, um, going to a meeting or when I, you know, I do shut my door to my office. I'm, I'm an open door guy. I like, you know, people to always feel like they can come talk to me, but there's times of the day where I go shut the door and, um, something that's helped me. I'm involved in a, a coaches outreach. We have a Bible study where we meet with a, a lay person and coaches. Uh, and in our case, administrators at our school once a week and we study and, and that study is critical to me because the study is geared toward coaches. And, you know, we studied Nehemiah this semester, and, you know, Nehemiah was a, a, a coach in the Bible, basically. You know, and, and, and the things that we talk about on a weekly basis, I reflect on those all week long until the next time that we meet. So that's my, you know, uh, you know I do read the Bible. Do I read the Bible as... as diligently as I should probably not but I do use that Bible study diligently it's part of what gets me through the week because so many of the examples are things that you know the questions are geared toward coaches and the things that we deal with every day and so that's my time I think Barb brings up a good point that's why we kind of put you guys at tables that maybe guys that you know I mean there's an aspect of having all those coaches together once a week kind of helps you all refocus and hey it's not about the x's and o's it's the johnny and the joes you know it's it's the students it's the kids that that you're about so i think that having that commonality um, and being able to develop guys around you that encourage you to to keep your focus on where it should be is really good how about how about you tim well um as far as our business goes i don't really interact with a lot of people during the day um, once my guys are out of the office, they're gone. It's usually just me and two secretaries in the office all day. You know, we're figuring plans or bidding stuff or whatever. So far as what I do for myself is that I get to the office every morning about 530 every morning. And I got an alarm that goes off at 545 at the office. And that's my reminder when I'm coming in either. You know, you're either my business, you're either stressed because you got too much or you're stressed because you don't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no happy medium, but. I got an alarm that goes off at 5.45, and it that's my, whatever I'm doing, it that's my time to sit down for a minute and just take a few minutes and take a deep breath and have my quiet time with the Lord. And sometimes it's a 15-minute a quiet time, and then one of them is just, just, you know, get right through it and go on. But it's 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 my reminder to, just to take time out for a minute because I need that. Yeah. and. Well, and also help me with my, when my guys come in, you know, I've got a better frame of mind. You know, God's either talking to me, telling me to relate something to them, and that's how I discipline myself. Because yeah, I don't really get to interact with a lot of people during the day, just usually phone conversations. But that's that's what I do for myself anyway. Right. David, how about you? No, sorry. That's all right. I probably don't need it if I use my dad <laughs> voice. 
I think the easiest way to give it to you is this way. Scripture tells us that God went out every morning to pray. But he had a relationship with the Father, and he had a relationship with the Holy Spirit, so I'm sure there was dialogue as well. And I think as Christ being a man, a person of Jesus Christ, there's dialogue with him. So I imagine it went something like this. Good morning, Father. Well, good morning, son. How are you today? I'm great. What do you have in store today? Well, there's going to be a blind man. And he's been blind since birth. And you're going to see him see me for the very first time in his life. Look at his face and look at the joy. Good morning, Father. Well, good morning, son. How are you today? Great. What do you have in store for me today? Well, you're going to be at a house and it's going to be crowded with hundreds of people. And I'm going to put faith in some boys who's going to tear the roof off and lower a crippled friend to you. Good morning, Father. Good morning, son. How are you today? Great. You're going to be walking along a road today. And there's going to be a woman who's been hemorrhaging for 13 years. She's going to touch the bottom of your robe and you're going to feel my power leave you and go into her. Good morning, father. Good morning, son. How are you today? Great. What do you have in store for me? Lazarus is dead. But you're going to raise him from the dead today. And that's a foreshadowing of what I'm going to do. And I believe that Christ every morning went out looking for the blind man, looking for the house full of people. And I look at that way every morning. If I wake up and I see my spouse and don't see the Lord, then I know there's work for me today. So when I walk into the office, it's either going to be a difficult situation I'm dealing with or an individual that report to me or one of the managers above me that say, hey, I've got a really difficult situation. Can we sit down and talk about it? So God gave us today. We can't do anything about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. He gave us today. How will we be faithful to him today? And that's the mindset to start out with for me. So I get my perspective right that if he gave me eyes to see today, what does he have in store for me today? Yeah. So I think that's good. And that's kind of, as we break up into our groups, you know, we got a memory verse that I think is a good verse for that particular perspective. Psalm 16, 8. It says, I have set the Lord continually before me. So I think it's so important as you think about, um, again, how these guys start their day or get their game face on in the mornings that you set the Lord before you and know that because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. It's a whole perspective of how do you get ready um, for your day, your week, and and for the Lord to, to be before you and God for God to use you to be a light in sometimes a very dark places where we're at. So as these guys share, I appreciate, hopefully you've been able to connect a little bit, but I hope this week you'll have a different perspective. You'll have a different maybe routine in the morning as you prepare to get ready for work. All right? So let me pray, and then I'll dismiss you guys to your tables. All right? Lord, I thank you for these guys and just the opportunity for them to share and and uh, how we all, uh, I think, here have been able to relate Uh, with something that these guys have shared that they deal with and how they prepare their day. Lord, I pray for us as we go to our tables that you'll guide our conversations, that we'll be able to build relationships that'll be encouraging at our tables to, to hold each other accountable, that we're doing the things to honor you with our lives, to glorify you with our lives and make an impact with our lives. And so I just thank you for these guys. Pray you'll bless our time now as tables and bring us back next Saturday and 
the opportunity for Pete to, to uh, speak to us again and, and finish this series up. Lord, we just thank you for your love and your grace. I just pray again for our time together now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I'm on fire. They can't cut it out.